This episode is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, experienced wealth managers who go above and beyond to guide and support you. CanDo is more than just an attitude. It's navigating today for a brighter tomorrow. Visit CanDoWealth.com. Hello and welcome to Coffeehouse Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Max Jeffrey, and I'm joined by Katie Bulls and James Heal. Swella Bravman has written a piece in The Times today condemning the pro-Palestinian marches, saying that the police have shown some favourability towards them and also comparing them to violence in Northern Ireland. Katie, what's Suella up to? So it feels at the moment as though another day, another row involving Suella Braverman, because of course we had a podcast all about her comments on rough sleeping and whether it's a lifestyle choice on Monday. And this latest uh, row, which is once again dominating the news, um, dominating the news to the point that Rishi Sunak's own statement on the protest is getting very little attention, comes down to a piece she wrote for The Times in which, as you say, she accused police officers of a double standard um, when it comes to protests, suggesting that when it comes to left-wing protests, they tend to get softer treatment. But if it's more of a right-wing protest, though, of course, um, it's always hard to say something purely right or left wing. But, you know, for example, anti-lockdown protest, that type of thing, the police can be a lot harsher in their treatment. And this is all, of course, ahead of the march, which we know is now going ahead on Saturday, unless the Met police suddenly change course and the pro-Palestine march then. Now, the other thing Suella Braverman did, well, I think there's two things. One, she compared it to uh, what you saw in Northern Ireland, not specifying exactly their which marches in Northern Ireland she was talking about during the Troubles. Since then, they're talking about Republican dissidents as a suggestion from the Home Office. But she also once again used the phrase hate march in this context, saying hate marches. And so she's not going to go back from that. And I think this piece overnight came after Number 10 had had a day where Rishi Sunak met with the head of the Met Police, Mark Rowley. Clearly, Number 10 quite concerned about this march on Saturday. And... Despite Richard Sunak saying that he would hold the Met responsible, it felt by the end of Wednesday, things had got on a slightly calmer level between Number 10 and the police, in the sense that the statement Richie Sunak put out did, also, did still say he thought the march was disrespectful, but also said, you know, for example, it's welcome that the police have confirmed that the march will be away from the cenotaph, um, that they will ensure that timings do not conflict with any remembrance events. And all this talking about working with the police. And that's why I think part of the reason Stella Braverman's piece is so striking is it feels as though it's a, it's a different tone than the tone of number 10 last night. And it comes after a week where I think if you put it with the rough sleeping comments, the unhappiness amongst Tory MPs at some of the things Suella Braverman is saying is just adding to the question of, you know, what is Suella Braverman's aim at the moment now her team would say well she's just doing her job as home secretary and there's lots of concern about this march and also on the tents these are you know something which is being talked about that could become legislation that number 10 knows about but it certainly feels as though she is pushing the limits in terms of um her tone and her language compared to her bosses and james how much is suella Bravman freewheeling here how much is she working in lockstep with number 10 what have they had to say about this article in the times today well, that's the big question, I think. And of all the stories of the past year, I mean, this one is one of the more 
curious in terms of I've been talking to you know MPs and some political journalists today and they're sort of trying to work out the criminology about all of this in the last hour or so we've seen a number of stories by reports suggesting that Solibram and her team um, did defy number 10 by ignoring some requested edits to that Times article and include one edit request according to the Telegraph was on this line about Northern Ireland I was talking to one uh, supporter of Suella Braverman's Day, an MP, who, you know, so they agreed with the comments, but uh, agreed with the, the Times article, but was slightly baffled by this Northern Ireland line. Mm-hmm. And I, so I think that's going to be the big story of the day is going to be people trying to flesh out the differences between Number 10 and the Home Office's position on this. I think, as Katie alludes to in that answer there, she talks about, you know, Rishi Sunak does share these concerns as well. I think it's about a different emphasis. And I think often with Sarah Braverman, the, she's making a point, but I think that it, it's in a slightly different way, perhaps, than, say, Number 10 would like. You know, for instance, you saw over the weekend the discussion around you know, homeless people and you know, the dispossessed. That was obviously slightly different, I think, perhaps, to how Number 10 would choose to word it. I'm not necessarily sure that we're going to see anything immediate over the next sort of 24 hours. I think the key, the key focus will now be on that march on Saturday. And if it goes ahead, as it looks like it will... Um, if I think then you've got two jobs in the balance really here you've got one which is Sola Bravman's and Mark Rowley's and if it goes disastrously for the Met there'll be real questions to answer about that I think and Suella Bravman will emerge from that uh, more um, you know someone who was perhaps by some piece to have seemed to be a little bit vindicated so it, it really now I think attention now switches to that march on Saturday this morning, Chris Philp has been filling in for her. She's, um, we understand, has got a, a family illness, so he's been up in the House of Commons answering an urgent question about that. He's the policing minister. Few Conservative MPs there. I mean, Chris Bryant from the opposition bench has made the point that I think just two Tory MPs he counted were there in the chamber, so not perhaps the show of force you'd like to see if you were sort of rather Bravman. But I think some interesting interventions perhaps from some of the Northern Irish MPs, the DUP MPs, who were saying that she was talking about more Republican marches rather than unionist ones. I think on the question of was Suala Bravman's article something that number 10 would like to be out there in the public realm and that they see as helpful to what they're trying to do, I think we're probably leading more to no than yes. On the question of did they see parts of it, I think they were definitely aware this article was happening. I think that's different to them signing up to every paragraph and every line in it and therefore as ever with Number 10 and government will generally when it comes to Suella Braverman, she is a divisive figure. There's some in the building who do think that she is an important asset to the government, that she speaks to a certain audience that they want to speak to, and also that she is pushing a conservative message. But there are others, and I think this article will probably weigh heavily on those, who think that she often does go too far to the point that you distract from things the Prime Minister is doing. I think more generally in her position, I agree with James now, that really is about what happens at this march now in terms of where the story goes. But it does feel this week, I think, speaking to ministers as well as MPs, that probably where mainstream Tory opinion is on Suella Braverman, I think is shifting more against her than it has been previously just in the sense that there's always been a group who completely dislikes Suella Braverman tend to be one nation Tory MPs they see her as um, you know the opposite of the things they want to uh, push for in a conservative government but just as though they're a group who dislike they're a group who really support her and you know when you think of the right of the party I think figures such as Miriam Cates are very supportive of her but then you look at some of the for example, the WhatsApp group, the Home Office Support Group WhatsApp group. And you have Danny Kruger, who is traditionally someone I think who is seen to be quite supportive of those on the right, appearing to 
say to a colleague that he agreed her language on rough sleeping wasn't right. And I think um, around the cabinet table, those ministers who are having to go out and defend the line or push out the government line and now having to spend most of their days saying, well, what do you think about what Sue Ellis said about X? It is starting to weigh. Now, I think that's different than number 10 saying, we're going to move Sue Ella Bravman, we're going to ax her. But I just think in terms of, you know, you can always focus on one portion of the party and their view. I would say this week, I think she's got probably more enemies than friends within the Tory party. As for what Rishi Sunak does, I still think moving a home secretary is some way away from where we are because she does do things in her role, which they value. And also, it's not just about how this protest goes. You also right now have the Rwanda case being heard in the Supreme Court. That case has been heard, but the verdict is coming um, ultimately expected early December, which I don't think you can really overstate the importance in terms of Tory morale, what Rishi Sunak plans to do in the next few months on that verdict. So the idea of really switching up the Home Office when you have these big things coming on, I think would be impractical. Yeah, two points just to say quickly, I think Katie's absolutely right in terms of, you know, ministers, I think, are going to have a difficult time over the next few you know, days and maybe weeks being asked to whether they agree or not with Swella Braverman's comments. And I think we've seen in the last 24 hours alone, Laura Trott, Mark Harper and Andrew Mitchell, that either in the Commons or in the media, slightly putting a little bit perhaps of distance between themselves and, and, and comments Swella Braverman has made in the last week. Uh, and then the second thing, of course, is going to be if you want to move a minister from a great office of state, one who Rishi Sunak appointed, you presumably would need some kind of great pretext. I'm not sure we're at that threshold or that point. I mean, remember, of course, when you know Dominic Raab got moved from the Foreign Office two years ago, that was because the Afghanistan debacle was just so horrific. And at the moment, I think that, as we were talking about, you know, Rishi Sunak probably agrees with the concerns about the protest. So it would look very odd to then move her just on this basis. I think it will be about a further development, a further escalation. I'm not sure we're at that level yet. Thank you, James. Thank you, Katie. And thank you very much for listening.